welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, hello, sisters. Well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you all today? Hello. Very, very is that, good. Is that how, like, the view opens? I don't know. <laughs> is it? If that the is, I, then let's not. They all I just go, know. well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched it. <laughs> Just generic, like, nice old white lady voice. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Taylor, you had exciting, exciting plans over the weekend. Do you want to share? Do you you want to share? Oh, man. I feel like I should, like, tell you about, like, making beeswax candles or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't do that. That sounds exciting. (laughs) Did you scent them with fall scents? (laughs) They all smell like nutmeg. Did they smell like fallen leaves and Mm. cinnamon? Guys, no, it's something way cooler. (laughs) I went to Comic Con. I I guess. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know how you young people like your comic books. Oh, man, I can't. I much prefer I my candles and my Smurl. crocheting. I can't talk to old lady McElroy. <laughs> I'm still feeling really cool from Comic Con, <laughs> and now you're just bringing me down. You are just bringing me straight down. How was Comic Con? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's, That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> it was super good. It was. I just like drained i i i was amazing i cosplayed all four days i met a ton of amazing people um i spent all my money on foam swords and comic books um (laughs) (laughs) i haven't paid rent yet i don't think i can pay rent in foam swords but i might figure that out later Um, Here, is th- this is the sequel to Rent, the musical. <laughs> we gonna in, in pay which... <laughs> with foam swords. <laughs> <laughs> I will just threaten my landlord, and they look so realistic, so many points of articulation. She might just believe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we let a samurai fine. move into our apartment building. This is what happens. <laughs> uh, so you had a good time. You yeah. you dressed up as. Character, character. What did you dress as? As character, as character. Uh, I was uh, Prompto from Final Fantasy Fifteen, um, which was Mm-mm. so. It's a, it's a it's a newer game, so there was a lot of like companion cosplayers <laughs> walking around. That was cool. That's cool. I like Sydney's noise that parents make whenever you try to tell them about something, but they have no idea what you're talking about. But they just go, hmm. "Yeah, I could have said anything." <laughs> <laughs> I could have literally made any number You could of have made up something completely fake and said you would have been like, oh, interesting. Well, I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with the concept of the Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm I'm aware of its existence. There's the giant sword fellow, I believe. There, yes, there's just the one. The one <laughs> giant sword fellow. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I will tell you this. That's, <laughs> Can I, you tell me everything you know about Final Fantasy? <laughs> okay, all I know about Final Fantasy, that's like an old game, right? Like, it's been around a long time. No, there have been many Final Fantasies. I know, based on the name, you'd think there would just be one. <laughs> but there is I was going to say, you said Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15. It's like, I, that must be I, the final Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> all I'm saying yeah. is, I, I know, like, there was... There was one around when I was in high school because I remember one of my friends telling me about it in great detail (laughs) in drama class one day. And he was just going on and on about what was happening in Final Fantasy. And I remember just staring at him thinking, I don't understand anything that's happening. So I know that it's I know that this game in previous, uh, you know iterations has been around a long time and there's a giant sword that's it that's the extent yeah of i'm just my gonna knowledge. be straight up i know nothing about it i know it's a video game that's it all right well <laughs> if only this was the final fantasy fan cast i could tell you more but um we'll just leave it at that there are big swords <laughs> and um there are more than one fantasies despite the name um there has to be something in there for a good final fantasy fan cast because fantasy and fan cast Final fan cast. Final, fa- Final fan cast. Find it. Find it. Help. Find it. Find the good words. <laughs> Where did uh? What what other? While well, you guys are thinking about that, what other costumes did you see a lot of at the con? Uh, um, I think that there were there were a couple that were easily my most favorite. Um, there was an amazing Doc Holiday, and mm-hmm. I tried to talk to him, and he was like so deep in character that he was scary. Like, he just kind of, like, give me, like, mumble shrugs and, like, had an accent. And I'm like, you might shoot me and quote Latin. You're so cool. <laughs> uh, there was a Sailor Moon in one of the, like, the, like, 
mystique like moon like vhs boxes i saw that oh, yeah that's cool yeah i couldn't like she was so cool and i was just like i just i can't like you're my childhood literally in a box um there was an <laughs> ash ketchum and an ash from army of darkness mashup <laughs> it was just like amazing that's uh, wow yeah but uh, I think I can't, that, I'm going to have to look that up because I can't even picture that combo. Oh, I have pictures. Don't worry. OK, uh, the, the, I got to see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think uh, but then the the most popular costume easily this year. Um, and I almost did it. But I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't because there were plenty to see and enjoy. Uh, there were so many Ricks. There was an, an actual council of Ricks at Comic-Con. Like all really? the multiverses <laughs> spit out the Rick into Comic-Con. They were all there. Now, that is that is from the program Rick and Morty. Yes. Not just a guy okay. named Rick. It was the, the Rick. <laughs> there were lots of guys named Rick. <laughs> Everybody I met, I'm like, hi, what's your name? They're like, Rick. It was just a weird thing. Um, conspiracy Theory Rilo is back at it again. Did you know that Rick and Morty is connected to Gravity Falls? No. Definitely. Oh, so confirmed. this is a dream that Angelica had and they were really all dead. And <laughs> <laughs> I already told you all that one. This and, is different. And also, the boat that sank in Frozen is the one that Ariel finds. Is the one that Ariel finds. <laughs> and also, Ariel and Hercules are related. Think about it. Because her dad is Triton. Think about it. And his dad is <laughs> Zeus. And Zeus's the, brother is is uh, tri- Triton. This is getting ridiculous. And I think you're in, off. In mytholo- <laughs> no, there is some relation I there in mythology that Zeus is related to Triton and Poseidon, and they're all related, and they're cousins. Why? Hercules and Ariel are cousins. Why, uh, Disney conspiracy theories aside, why is everyone so mad about sauce packets at McDonald's? Saucegate! Hashtag Saucegate! I don't... I, I saw a video... Actually, I was scrolling through Twitter and then I saw like riot at McDonald's over sauce. And I was like, what? So I clicked on the video and like Charlie came over because she heard people yelling and was watching it. She said, why are those guys so mad? And I said, because they want sauce for their nuggets and they're out. (laughs) She just stared at me like, is that what adults do sometimes? (laughs) Is this a part of the world I don't know about yet? And I was like, I don't know. I can't I can't explain this one to you, toddler. I don't know yet. This is called American patriotism. Witness. <laughs> uh, People are very angry because angry because they want Szechuan sauce. Yeah, so all right. So in the season premiere of this past season of Rick and Morty, Rick states that it's his his life mission to taste the Szechuan sauce that was a special back in I believe 1998 when the movie Mulan was released they yeah. did a special with this Szechuan sauce and mm-hmm. um that it's, it's it's just a joke in the episode and I guess like it became such a, a joke based high demand for it the McDonald's decided to release it for one day but they just totally fumbled it you guys they just done didn't do it and uh, yeah. gave like 10 packets to every McDonald's. And, you know, I have to say this as a huge fan of Rick and Morty. So what I'm about to say, I'm, I'm talking about myself here, too. You, I don't think you can enjoy the show if you're like 100 percent totally like up with people, super happy, like positive, like societally functional person. There's something dark in the show, and if you if you dig it, maybe you're not the kind of person that you that the McDonald's wants to make thousands of you angry, millions of you angry. <laughs> I I read a piece on Polygon. I realized this sounds like I'm plugging my Are husband. You plugging your husband's I'm not, company? I'm not. I just that was what I happened to read the article on. Was it was a good article about it, and mm-hmm. uh, they they said that because I don't watch Rick and Morty, so I had no idea what was happening, and they said that the point is that the whole thing was meaningless. It's about the sauce, but it's not about the sauce because to be about the sauce would be ridiculous and meaningless, meaning everything is meaningless. So it's about nihilism. And so the idea that you would take that message and go to McDonald's and yell at poor McDonald's employees about sauce (laughs) as if it's the most important thing in the universe is missing the point, which sounded fine to me. I had no idea. I mean, it it did, the whole thing seems like something that should have been in an actual Rick and Morty episode. So I do totally agree with that read. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, I don't know. Like, I saw a lot of the footage. I think people were kind of having fun with it. Like, I'm sure there were people that were actually straight up angry. But it seemed like most people, it's like, oh, we're a bunch of fans. We're together. We're going to kind of enjoy this this fake outrage. I mean, that you know, like, I, I see that as probably just as conducive to what went down as the actual outrage over the lack of sauce. Well, I vote, Taylor, you had the best idea, which is I hope that all those McDonald's employees that got yelled at stole some packs of sauce and then put them on eBay Dude, and are making a lot of money. They're selling for like $600 on eBay. I, I That's hope, ridiculous. I hope, and I hope it's all those McDonald's employees because they got yelled at by people because they were out of sauce. But like, uh, yeah. Yeah, if I, man, you know, if I ever had a lot of money, I... I don't I don't spend a lot of money on stuff, but that would be one of those dumb things. And I'm like, I'm going to get all the Szechuan sauce off eBay and I'm going to just like have a a party. (laughs) If you have millions of dollars, want to be awesome. There's my idea for you. Oh, no, I cannot support this. I'm a parent. I cannot support this. What's another thing that you can do to make you cool (laughs) and awesome? Do you need a lot of money for What's that? Tattoos. <laughs> Hello. That was great. You did that. You're welcome. Did it for you. Riley, what what did you do? I got a tattoo. Last week. It was I really don't not like the weekend. Mom voice. I'm just not digging on mom voice. Is this a mom voice? It's grandmom voice. Mine That's was. what Sydney oh. keeps doing. Yeah, I think it was more of a grandma. Yeah. Um I got a tattoo. Okay. How do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel really good about it. I it, from a felon. But I didn't know that until after the fact. It looks great though. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm proud of you. It's a still buffering tattoo. And mom said you were very brave and you didn't cry. Yeah, I did, didn't cry. Did you think it hurt? Um you all tried to describe it for me. I shared with you all my disappointment on the show around my actual 17th birthday mm-hmm. when I couldn't get it at the beach. We were all together at the beach. Everyone was trying to explain to me how it felt and everyone just kept saying it was more of like an annoyance and less of like a pain. I definitely get that. Like it was just like, stop that, please. That does mm-hmm. not feel great. But it wasn't like if he keeps doing this, I'm going to pass out and I'm going to start crying and I'm going to like throw up from the pain because it hurts so bad the only time it hurt so bad is when he kept going over the same color over and over again to make it because it's a gradient in a circle it's like a little buffering circle and he kept trying to make the ones in the middle either lighter or darker so he'd go over them continuously mm. the same three specifically mm. in the middle with like a white or a black or a dark purple oh man that hurt didn't feel great but the rest of it wasn't that bad mm. well good at first, he said he wouldn't tattoo a minor because they can't sit still long enough and he just doesn't do good tattoos on them. And then he said he'd do a dry line, I guess is what it's called, on my skin to see if I could handle the pain. And he did. And he was like, how'd that feel? And I was like, eh, okay. He's like, well, okay, let's keep going. Oh, wait, so he, 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 he stabbed you with a needle with no ink in it. Yeah. Ah. Oh. See, my my friend calls that a bloodline, which is way cooler. <laughs> a bloodline. Well, what, uh, yeah, because it makes it like red and, and leady. Oh, I guess that's true. What Riley's trying to say is she's really tough. Yeah, I'm basically <laughs> really tough. And it can handle lots of pain. And I'm going to get lots of tattoos. And are you... I'm I, punk uh, rock now. I was told so by the tattoo artist who did my tattoo, which was a very long time. Gosh, it was a long time ago now that I think about it. I was in my third year of med school, so... Long time ago. I don't know. Five, five uh, plus eight plus nine. It's like 10 years ago. It was like it was like a decade ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I had to think about it. I had to do some backwards math. All of my... By the way, when I count down through the years of my life to try to figure out when something happened, it's all years of schooling and work. I've worked at my current Fine. job for five years. I was in residency for three. I did med school for four. Like everything is, it just breaks down into school years. Man, <laughs> anyway. Just incremental uh, bummers of measurement. Hey. <laughs> uh, that's from my perspective. <laughs> the only other division I have is pre-Charlie uh, and post-Charlie. <laughs> that's, that's the other way I see the world. But uh, when I got mine, the tattoo artist said, you know, this is your first tattoo I'm sure you thought about it a really long time and I had I had wanted my tattoo since I saw it on a doctor in a documentary show I was watching on like the travel channel or something and it was about this they called him a rock doc 
cool. <laughs> because he would <laughs> he would go keep going. Please make yourself sound cooler. Tell me about the rock duck. <laughs> <laughs> he would go to um, concerts, and he was like employed to be on site as like the doctor on site for like mainly like concerts where people are going to get into mosh pits and stuff, and people might get injured. So his job was to be on site and take care of the kinds. And I mean, he did like in the documentary, he every single show he worked, he had just, you know, little like lacerations, like people getting concussions, like thrown off of, you know, like crowd surfing Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. (laughs) But he always had some stuff to do. And he and they showed him and he was wearing like, I don't know, shorts or something. So you could see his leg. And on his leg, he had a caduceus. And I was like. What a cool doctor. I, Sid, can I? <laughs> what a cool rock doc. Can I hire you to be my own personal rock doc? Because I, I have been to and continue to go to a lot of shows where plenty of people get beat up, including yours truly, and never once has anybody offered me medical aid. Really? Like, Cindy, it's your chance to go be a rock doc. Like, I once <laughs> I had my nose, like, the best way to explain it is exploded um by somebody like stage diving and he offered me his very sweaty t-shirt to clean up the blood but that's as close as i've ever gotten <laughs> oh did you break your nose i don't, I don't know this this is back in my punk say. days things like broken bones didn't register to me <laughs> i don't remember you breaking your nose i don't think it broke it just bled a lot we've talked about you being island doctor before but i think your real calling is rock doc. Be rock doc well i have i have the tattoo and please please I understand that the caduceus was not originally a symbol for medicine. I understand that it was Mercury's staff and not the rod of Asclepius. And I know the difference. And please, before anybody tweets at me, (laughs) I understand. I've mentioned this on Sawbones and I've gotten lots of information and I know that. But also symbols only have the meaning that we apply to them. So. That's and people see a caduceus and they think medicine. I'm sorry, that's the truth. When they see my tattoo, they ask me if I'm in medicine. It's also like the logo for your other podcast. (laughs) And people tell me that too, but they don't ask me, "Are you a big fan of the god Mercury?" They say, "Are you in medicine?" So symbols have the meaning that societies place upon them. I I think I think that's definitely true. As long as that your particular symbol has never been hijacked by like. A hate group, in which case, put it down, just let it go. But I agree with you otherwise. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's I think that's a good example of a symbol. I mean, I think I know what we're both talking about here, <laughs> of a symbol that, uh, you know, I understand that maybe personally you believe that it stands for pride in your region of the country, but um, no, it no for most people that's not what it stands for. For most people, it stands for hate, and so I, I like that someone gave my tattoo a whole new meaning that like makes it sound a lot deeper than it actually is. Because really, it's just like you know the lo- part of the logo for our podcast. So it's mm-hmm. like for for our podcast. Because I also told everyone around the Max Fun Drive that if we got fifteen thousand donors, I get a tattoo. We got twenty thousand, so I feel like I had to. Um, We're gonna get someone ours said, too. Biding our time. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. We waiting for me to get it first because you didn't think I really would. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, d- definitely. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look <laughs> that, at me. I clearly don't it. think it's long about it. what I put on my body. <laughs> but uh, I will after February. I know. But um, someone said you invented the new semicolon tattoo, which is, you know, something that could have ended but kept going. I guess it's a very popular tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, they said you're still buffering, <clears throat> still progressing, always moving forward. You just developed the new semicolon. And I was like maybe i did i think it is a nice symbol outside yeah because i mean our personal yeah we say still yeah. buffering because we're talking about growing as a person and loading and changing and i you know do you do you think that now because that that's what i was gonna say my long story about the rock doc uh, <laughs> i i thought about that tattoo since i was well probably your age but probably younger mm-hmm. and thought someday i'll get it And I waited until after I finished my third year of medical school because I had also passed. I actually got it right after I passed my first set of board exams because everybody told me that they were the hardest. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I could pass them Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I thought otherwise if you get a medically oriented tattoo and then things go south. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to have to explain to people I was almost a doctor forever. So I kind of wanted I kind of wanted to make sure it was actually going to happen. So that's yeah. why I waited so long. And then after I got it, our, the tattoo artist was like, now 
uh, they compared it to having sex. What? Getting a tattoo. They said that you wait and wait and worry and think about the first time you get a tattoo and like plan what it's going to be and you put a lot of thought and time into it. And then after you get your first tattoo, you just can't stop thinking about getting more tattoos. Then it's like all bets are off. You're getting <laughs> tattoos nonstop. <laughs> that was that was what the tattoo artist told me. <laughs> I mean, I find that to be true about tattoos anyway. <laughs> uh I will say I thought about this a lot because I mean I obviously thought about getting a tattoo before I said I'd get one the Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive sure. was in March. So I've been thinking about actually getting one and what I would exactly want it to be since March. So that's what like 7 months. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean I think what I there was a lot of I was like do I really want it? Am I just saying do I think I want it? Do I actually want it? And I think what what maybe realized I did actually want it was when we were at the beach and they told me I couldn't and I was very upset and I cried a little bit. Like that was what made me realize like yeah, I really want it. I was that disappointed when I couldn't get it. I really want this. Well, and I will say now that like I think part of it is just that like now that I know I can get a tattoo and it doesn't hurt that bad. Like it doesn't feel great, but mm-hmm. it's something that if I really wanted to, I could I could do again. I'm like, yeah, like I could get another tattoo. I'm probably going to wait until I'm like actually 18 just because I don't have to worry about not being able to get one because mm-hmm. I will be an adult. But I was like, you know, I could do this again. It's sure. not that bad. And I, I do want to say, Riley, and, and I can say this now because you ha- you got your tattoo. Uh, this is being like older sister and not cool tattoo person mindset. I was kind of glad that you had to go through that initial rejection with it because I think it was good for you to realize you did really want it. I mean, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you would have had one of two feelings in that moment. You know, like, you would have been let down or you would have felt relief. And I mean, I i don't know. Like, I have a very specific thought on tattoos, which is like, yes, it's forever, except for that I'm super not forever. So I might as well have fun with this skin while I have it. Um, but that being said, you're still my little sister, and I would never want to be, like, party to something that you would regret. Like, I can mess up my body as much as i want and just roll with it but for you i'm glad that we could all have that moment to see like confirmation that you definitely wanted it (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i also have reassured myself that i really did want it by now i just like literally can't stop looking at my arm because it's right above my wrist so it's like anytime i move to like pick up anything or write in class or like text someone on my phone it's just right there and i look at it for a minute like yeah it's in a that it's to continue with our rock and roll theme it's in a location that could be considered like a rock and roll tattoo right really it's a guitar tat oh my god who still talks about those (laughs) what do you mean i remember those from way back in the day guitar tats are like think about how your arms are when you hold a guitar you wouldn't be able to see this me holding a guitar though because if you were left-handed if i was left-handed yeah but i mean that is still the position it's true the placement holds it it depends on yeah, so you get tattoos in places where when you're playing guitar, people mm-hmm. see your cool tattoos. Mm-hmm. Those are guitar tattoos. That is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I haven't I haven't thought about those in a really long time. Oh, I don't know if even that's still a thing. That was something people used to talk about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, but I mean, like, to me, it's something that means a lot to me. And even in, like, 10 years or 20 years, it still will have meant a lot to me. And I also... I have some friends that have tattoos and I think, uh, well, we'll talk about this more, but I could never be a person to get a tattoo for the sake of getting a tattoo for mm-hmm. my first tattoo being 17. I can never just be like, I can get a tattoo. No, so I'm going to get a tattoo. I don't really care what it is. I just want one because I can. It, it was something that me- means a lot to me. And I think that eventual tattoos, I probably won't put as much thought into, but just be like, this is your first one. Like it, it means something in some way at some point. Sure. I think every tattoo does. And I want to I want to spend more time comparing and contrasting like tattoos now and then. But before I do that, let's check the group message. We have a busy group message today. We sisters. do. It's blowing up. That's right. We're let's very start popular. off. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> let's I have foam swords. I don't need Jeez, to confirm. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm just saying. Uh, let's start off. We've got a Jumbotron this week. Tell us about it. All right. We got a message for Kyle. And Kyle, this message is from many a initials. <laughs> a lot of initials that I'm assuming will mean something to you. We don't know. Yeah. But we're trusting. 
that BJ and AT and CA and M mean something to you. <laughs> because yeah. all these lovely people want to say, hey, Kyle, we are super excited to immortalize your special 28th birthday on your favorite sister podcast. We know your job as paramedic have crazy hours, but it's always a blast hanging out with you when you're free. Sisters, please help us out by singing Kyle impromptu birthday song, preferably in the style of Hamilton. We should have read this ahead of time. We, that we love you, Kyle. We love you. Go bear it out. Why Go do we do out. this? Why do we do Go this every out. time? Sisters, please explain to me why we never read our jumbotrons ahead of time, and this always happens. <laughs> this happens. No, I. And by the way, I, Kyle, Kyle's official birthday is October thirteenth, Friday so the thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. Happy early spooky birthday, Kyle. Happy spooky birthday, Kyle. Guys, I, uh, I think we threw away our shot. Happy birthday! We definitely threw away our shot. We definitely threw away our shot. We got no we song. Were... This is not hot. We totally blew away, threw away our shot. <laughs> well, I don't think Lynn's going to stick that in the musical anytime soon. But Hamilton I hope too. he never hears that. <laughs> definitely threw away our shot. <laughs> but I think that was that was wonderful on the spot. Yeah. Oh, spot runs the show too. Why would I think of that? I have, I have nothing to to try to beat that i'm just gonna say happy birthday kyle yeah, happy birthday kyle I, I hope it's a great one and very spooky uh we also have some ads to tell you about this week um our first sponsor is hello fresh who wants to tell everybody about hello fresh i'll tell everyone about hello fresh HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that's dedicated to making con- cooking, well, if I can talk, it's dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. And it definitely does all of those things. Because, yeah. yeah we've made HelloFresh before. Um, we've all enjoyed following their easy-to-follow instructions, and all the ingredients are great. And you can make delicious meals. Like some of the ones coming up this week are Southwestern stuffed peppers with ground beef, quinoa, and Monterey Jack cheese, or cherry drizzled pork chops with tomato couscous salad. They're even vegetarian meals. Yeah, I've personally uh, done the vegetarian kit a couple times, and it's awesome. Like it's they're they're really simple meals. Um, they're really like vegetable and grain focused. Uh, they're super healthy. I could not recommend it enough. Yeah. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes like the ones my sisters were telling you about with step-by-step instructions that are all designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks, all for less than $10 a meal. That's crazy. It's a great deal. And it's all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. So, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code STILLBUFFERING30. So go check it out. HelloFresh.com, promo code STILLBUFFERING30. Sisters, do you know what season has arrived? Spoopy season? Fall. Boot season! <laughs> Spoopy boot season! Now you can finally be the fashion trendsetter you've always dreamed of, and you don't have to spend a million dollars to do it, because you can visit JustFab.com right now and get a start on boot season. That's great to know, because I love boots. I love to wear them, but... I also never have any idea what is cool or what I should wear <laughs> if I want to be cool. So uh, this sounds perfect for me. Um, and I'm not alone because yeah. millions of women say Just Fab is their go-to site for what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. And when you become a Just Fab VIP, you save up to 30% off retail prices. It's super cool because you take a style quiz and Just Fab personalizes your experience. So every month you're charged $40, and that's a shopping credit to your account they would be used for literally anything on their site. And if you don't feel like shopping, just log in, click skip the month, and your card won't be charged. All right. So we, yeah, we it, have a special offer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Taylor, do you want to tell everybody about our special offer? So this is super cool. Uh, right now you can go to justfab.com slash stillbuffering now and sign up as a vip that's a very important person to get your first style mm. for as low as ten dollars that's justfab.com slash still buffering and that gets you your first style free for 10 bucks uh you gotta do it you gotta look cool for boot season boot season so go check it out justfab.com slash still buffering now that we're done being popular and talking to all of our friends on the group message right. <laughs> let's talk about tattoos more 
Um, so I think the most interesting thing to me about you getting a tattoo, Riley, has been what I have seen as kind of a shift that started, I think, before Taylor and I were teenagers. I think this predates us somewhat, but definitely I've seen as I have grown up and seen you into your teen years, which is when I was your age, I don't remember a lot of teenagers having tattoos. Uh, it was It was like a very specific like very specific groups like uh, teenagers who were into certain music or certain looks or whatever would maybe have a tattoo um if you were willing to display it at school Mm. it was like a whole other thing because there was still very much a stigma attached to tattoos i would say that if you had certain tattoos that were visible or even just any tattoos just the idea of a tattoo no matter what it was that it would make you less likely to like be chosen for competitive like colleges or scholarships or job offers or whatever you wanted to do and certainly for me i was terrified if i got a tattoo i would not be able to go to med school or be a doctor and obviously those things aren't true but i feel like there was very much that that kind of concept like you know you you don't want to get a tattoo because it might limit what kinds of opportunities you have in the future later on maybe you can consider it when you're older but right now don't do that stuff because then people will think certain things about you yeah um i don't think that's true anymore i mean uh, especially the part about uh, not knowing a lot of teenagers that have tattoos i know i have one friend who has five or six tattoos i think and we're all seniors in high school um i have another friend who just turned 18 about a week ago and got her first tattoo on her 18th birthday and another friend who turned 18 about three weeks ago and is getting her first tattoo in like a week so it's i mean it's not like i know teenagers personally who are going out and getting like sleeves or like have like Mm -hmm. more tattoos than you can count but i think having like one tattoo somewhere that again i don't know anyone with like huge tattoos but like they have small tattoos in certain places and a lot of them mean something to them um it's just like a way of like you know Mm -hmm. i think part of it is like it signifies you as a near adult like obviously i'm not an adult yet but i'm grown up enough that i can have permanent ink in my skin Mm-hmm. like yeah. like now i feel like if i if i am out in public by myself i don't look like a child if someone can see my tattoo it's like oh <laughs> there's a slightly grown up child <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know if you don't look like a child still to me anyway oh, i mean i still look like a child like when, when the guy who did my tattoo asked me how old i was and i told him i was 17 he didn't believe me at first it's like no i promise here's my idea i promise i'm 17 <laughs> i know i look like i'm like 13 but i promise i'm 17 here's my mom to vouch for me here's my mom she'll tell you how long ago uh, she had me. I promise it was 17 years. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel like part of it is just like I'm older now. Do you do you think that existed, Tay, when we were younger? The idea that you would see someone who had a tattoo who looked to be a teenager and would think of them as more mature or adult because of it? Uh, I would. I mean, I would say yes. Like, I don't think I ever really thought of tattoos being like. I, I think that the people that I knew, and this is also in, I, I want to say my friend circle, like just in general, people I knew in high school didn't have tattoos. So if you had a tattoo, you were probably not around my age. You were probably an adult. Um, but, you know, it also, I just think like, I think it also just cemented that you have to be like some sort of more, more so than age, like some sort of alternative culture, like some sort of out of the mainstream. You wouldn't assume that this person with a tattoo like went and worked at a bank or something. I think that was more of the instant assumption. And I think that's very outdated now and that's not what people think anymore. But I think it more kind of put you in an association with like where this person set in relation to the mainstream. Is there no, like at this point, your friends who have tattoos, do you think that fear of, well, but if I go in for a job interview to do whatever whatever the heck people want to do or if I'm going to a college admissions interview or whatever and I sit down and I have a tattoo that's visible the person is not going to choose me because of that do you think that fear exists um I will say I don't know none of my friends that have tattoos have them in visible locations like they're all you just average clothing covers them up really easily Mm -hmm. like the only time you would see them is like in a bathing suit or like if they went out of their way to show it to you um but I think visible tattoos, it's kind of a thing like, 
I don't know. To me, if I go in for a college interview, one, I'll be wearing long sleeves with a suit more than likely. So I don't have to worry about it being like super out there and visible. Two, if I'm that worried about it, I would cover it up with concealer because I don't know, again, know anyone that's getting huge tattoos. So we're all getting super small things. That's like really easy to cover up with some makeup that I can cover up pretty You're quickly. You're testing the tattoo waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Find it out right now. I yeah. will say I've seen a lot of like, even amongst people older than teenagers, it seems a lot of like tattoos that are becoming popular and like everyone is getting are like small, mm-hmm. like minimalist tattoos that are like either all black and white, like lines of some sort, or they're a small thing that's in one small place and it's nothing that's like... And I'm not talking about all tattoos, of course. I'm just talking about the ones that are becoming popular and everyone's posting pictures of them waiting to get on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and Tumblr. Like, they're all, like, super small uh, tattoos that you wouldn't have to go out of your way to cover so up. those are your generation's Tasmanian devils and barbed wire. That's <laughs> right. an improvement. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, You know what? I've always been shocked. I think that the number of people who have had tattoos is not... I mean, certainly I'm sure it's increasing. I'm sure that they're becoming more prevalent with the stigma being slowly eroded away. But that being said, there were a lot more people who had tattoos than anyone knew for a long time. I say that from my experience as a physician, I have to look at a lot of people and examine them. There are lots of people with tattoos that defy any sort of like stereotype or, you know, assumption that you would make about who gets tattoos and who doesn't. Uh, a lot of people have been getting tattoos for a long time and I just think now it's okay to say it and show it and be open about it whereas I think there are plenty of people like me who got these kind of very specific discreet tattoos that they could hide anytime they wanted to and just did that but I mean because I I remember a lot of people I, I don't think anyone knew I had a tattoo until gosh I don't know well like especially in my my work circles in my professional circles until after residency maybe Mm. like I kept it hidden all the time I wouldn't wear skirts to work or anything because I I just felt like I just don't want to take a chance on a patient or one of my professors or somebody deciding anything about me based on it and that's not who I am now but I I certainly was very worried about that back then that's so funny because I think if I walked into a doctor's office and like she was sporting like double sleeves it'd be like you're gonna take care of me you're gonna gonna do right by me (laughs) I, and I think I think nowadays m- most of my patients, because I, I will say this, since then I have started wearing dresses and skirts and some of my patients comment on it and I think most of my colleagues are aware of it and I don't think they care. I now have colleagues who I know have tattoos. I don't think that I did as many back when I first started, um, but they're hiring more younger people who I think you see it more prevalent. Be- and, I, and I think that you would have seen it more prevalent before if there wasn't that kind of assumption like, well, nobody's ever going to let me be a doctor if I have a tattoo. Yeah. Mm. To me, it's like, I like, I mean, especially with my tattoo, I like being able to to have someone ask what it means so I can explain to them what it means. Not like, uh, some people probably get annoyed like if they have a tattoo that means something obscure, like having to explain every time to someone what it means. <laughs> or when it's but super me, I'm dumb really like, like some of mine, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, to me, it's like, I like being able to, to it's a pretty tattoo first, it can mean a lot of different things. Second, third, I like being able to tell people about it because I'm proud of it. One, because I was able to sit through this tattoo and I didn't cry <laughs> and I got it done, which now I feel like about people with a lot of tattoos, I just have a lot of respect for how much pain they can tolerate because <laughs> I like uh, Taylor, I know how many tattoos you have. I could not get that Taylor's many just because, <laughs> yeah, just because I could not deal with that much pain ever in my entire life. Like tattoos aren't like I'm going to pass out from the pain, but they're not pleasant. But, like, I like being able to explain to people, like, this is a a part of my life that I'm proud of, and I'll tell you about it, and I have something permanent on my body for it, because it means a lot to me. Well, and, you know, I think that's, it's funny, Sydney, earlier you were were talking about how you felt like you needed to make sure you were going to be the profession that you wanted to be before you got your Caduceus tattoo. And it's ironic, because my first tattoo was a comic book tattoo, um very much related to a you know a, an industry that i wanted so does like mainstream comics specifically uh and i felt like it was my way of cementing like a challenge in my life to make it in that world and i super didn't 
hundred percent didn't, <laughs> but like I like I've never once regretted the tattoo because to me it cemented who I was then and what I cared about. I mean, I almost feel like my philosophy is they're almost scars you choose. They're like significant moments in your life or things that mattered at that time, and it's like a mm-hmm. weird sort of you know like like guide to who who you've been at different points. It it kind of helps you define yourself. It doesn't really matter if you feel you're doing the exact same thing or you feel the exact same way that you felt in that moment. It's a constant callback to that moment for you. So it's 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 a time capsule that you can just always have. Yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And I and I think what you're touching on is not it's not weird at all. It's not only is it so um it's so natural a part of us now as humans, but I mean, if you want to talk about the history of tattooing, we've been, you know, as a species, marking ourselves in a variety of ways, whether it be with some sort of ink, whatever that ink was made of, you know, throughout history or uh, piercing ourselves, whatever changes we've made to our bodies, you know, in order to mark like specific moments in our lives, important transitions, positions within our group, our family, our society, whatever. We've been doing that as long pretty much as humans have been around right so it's 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 not you know it's not an odd thing to want to do at all i think it's it's a very natural kind of human impulse to want to take part in i think it's interesting that sydney your your one and only first tattoo um it had to do with your job field and taylor you said kind of the same thing and mine is like representative of my first career i guess and kind of introduced me into what i want to do with the rest of my life mm-hmm. i think I, I don't know if that's like a common thread amongst people getting their first tattoos it's kind of like something that represents either a big part of your life that you have just become a part of like sydney you got yours after you passed your exams or like something you want to be a part of like me getting mine, Taylor, you getting yours. And I don't know if that's like a a common thing, like kind of a celebration of entering an adult mm-hmm. part of your life by doing something you can only do once you're an adult. I, I think it, it, it does. It, I think it does make sense. And I bet a lot of people get first tattoos along the same line because I think part of getting a tattoo is an attempt to cement something about yourself to like, it's so easy to just feel like an anamorphous, like, who even am I? But a tattoo does this has this weird grounding ability to be like, this is who I am. Look at it. It's on my skin. And I mean, obviously, you know, the, like I said, those feelings can change. But especially for a first one, I, I do think that there's that impulse to like to say something about yourself and commit to it and, and choose that that definition for yourself. And I think that it's fair. You know, it's, it's interesting as we talk about these things, kind of a lot of whether or not teenagers have tattoos has also been dictated by law right which i guess is to protect you from making a decision you'll regret when we as a society have decided you're too young to make wise decisions Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not saying i agree with that but I, i guess that's the and to so that that way angry parents don't come yelling at at tattoo parlors i guess that would be the I other say reason it's crazy to me that when we went to the beach they said up until a few years ago you had to be 21 to get mm-hmm. one it's like you could be 19 or 20 years old and like technically legally an adult and still have to have your parents sign off what, on your tattoo which is always the that see and that kind of logic it's all it, it gets so bizarre to me the idea of what we think you need to be old enough to do you know at at 16 you're old enough to operate a motor vehicle but why why do you have to be 25 to rent a car that's such a random <laughs> age i don't know but but i just think i just think it's it's wild to think like at 16 we think we can put you behind the wheel of this big piece of metal yeah that that's you can, whack <laughs> you can hurdle at other humans at speeds of you know 85 miles per hour if you're being reckless and we're fine with it but you can't ink your skin. You can't put a tattoo on your skin and you can't vote yet. But you can definitely operate this motor vehicle. Uh, you know, it's all of it gets so warped as to what you're old enough to do. I, I think that it's fair to say that you don't want to... I would hate the idea of, of teenagers just on a whim or a dare peer pressure going in and getting just whatever tattooed on their skin because all their friends were getting it and in that moment they wanted to look cool and then they get home and go oh man I hate this so I think it's fine to encourage people to think and talk about it but the idea that there's an age where you magically know 
like where we all start making smart decisions. <laughs> I hope I get to that age <laughs> when I start. What age is it when you know, like now is the age where all your decisions are right and good and you will never regret them. I don't know when that age that comes. Was, that was how I was feeling when they, when he almost said he didn't tattoo minors because he said you couldn't handle the pain. I was like, I'll be real with you, dude. 10 months from now, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle pain any more than I can right yeah. now. Yeah. And like 10 months from now, I'm still going to want this tattoo that I want right now. So I'm going to walk back in here in 10 months when I'm legally, technically an adult. But like, I'm not going to be any any tougher. Like, I'm just going to be less than a year older than I am right now. I'm not going to be able to deal with pain. Well, and mm-hmm. if there's a, an age where suddenly your decisions are foolproof from regret, I don't, I haven't reached it yet. <laughs> I don't know what that age is. It's not going to come. Spoiler alert, you're never going to yeah. get there. There is always a no. chance for the rest of your life, telling you straight, Riley, that a decision you make and commit to will blow up in your face or maybe not go awesome. Always do your best to to make the right choice, but ultimately, age is is not an arbiter of expertise. Like That's just the age. truth. <laughs> you know why? Because we're all always still buffering. (laughs) The only thing I will say on that, Mark, before we end that, is that I I don't think it's as important that you stress and worry about what tattoo you're going to get. But, you know, I don't I don't think like you guys have talked about, it's ink on your skin. It's not the end of the world yeah yeah i think that it's okay to to not act like that's the biggest deal that's ever going to happen but if you are going to get a tattoo please make sure that the person who's getting giving you a tattoo like knows what they're doing that the equipment is clean these are the these are the only things i would caution people against (laughs) you know i mean because it it is a needle in your skin yeah i do know some friends with stick and pokes that i'm like well and i would just i know and tay you may disagree (laughs) with me but I just, I think that knowing that all the needles have been, are new and have been, all the equipment's been sterilized and knowing that you're not going to get some sort of awful infection or, you know, viral illness from using needles over and over. That kind of thing is the only thing I would make sure you know that you're doing well, safely. Other than that, if you want to get a tattoo, go for it. But you I know. would not endorse otherwise. Like, yes, do I have some crappy stick and pokes? Um, yes. And am I super glad that nothing bad ever came from them? Absolutely. But, you know, like... I, I don't know if, once again like I'm I'm not necessarily the one to go to for like the 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 streamlined life guidance system I've made some mistakes <laughs> but well <laughs> just because we make bad decisions doesn't mean like that that every like you're endorsing them forever no, like yeah. I did this thing I got away with it but if I'm giving you good advice I'm going to tell you don't don't do that make sure that if you're going to get a tattoo that you're everything used won't get you yeah sick. and yeah. you know that that's that's all I'm and, saying. and the, the, the fact is is as tattoos become more mainstream um you know it you you get more options for like places to go i think it becomes more acceptable for like to, to demand certain things from your tattoo artist i think there are more uh ways that tattoo artists can get certified in certain like courses that can give you a little bit of reassurance um i know that like the girl i go to she's had several like she's done several like cross-contamination courses and like is very proud of that so you know and she always tells me like cheap tattoo is not necessarily a good tattoo and a good tattoo isn't cheap like you know it's yes it's it's your skin like do with it what you want but like you know it it is a it is a medical procedure more or less <laughs> like this sounds like my kind of girl i like this oh girl. she's so cool you should meet her someday you should get her to do your next <laughs> tattoo she's my favorite human you're still buffering tattoo. I will I will get it. Taylor and I will both get our tattoos. No. Yes, yeah. we will. Good. But I'm going to try this one more time. Because all three of us are still buffering. <laughs> Is that your way of telling us you want to end this? I just thought it would be a really nice closeout for the oh, show, guys. I messed it up. Okay, we're done. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a great show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sisters. Uh, thank you, listeners, for for hanging out with us I was gonna say listening then I had to come up with a different word hanging out with us again this week <laughs> um, you can tweet at us at still buff you can email us at still buffering at maximumfun.org you should check out maximumfun.org for our wonderful family of podcasts that you can enjoy and and love those as well and uh, we have a, a podcast we would like to tell you about this week that our parents are doing yeah both our mommy and our dad 
Did you say mommy? Both our mommy. No, I said both our, our mommy daddy. and our dad. Both our mommy and our daddy. Our, our mommy and daddy are doing a podcast. <laughs> don't say that ever again. I'm never <laughs> I don't again. like any of that. Cut that out, Riley. That can never be forever. <laughs> our, our, our mom and dad are doing a podcast called Still Waiting for Guffman. And it's Almost a, said still buffering, didn't you? I did. <laughs> still waiting for buffering. No, still waiting for Guffman. Still waiting for buffering. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's about community theater, about their experiences and uh you know fun fun like what am i trying to say mishaps and, anecdotes and whatnot. anecdotes, anecdotes from, and tips and tricks <laughs> exactly from community theater throughout their many years of experience as directors and actors and choreographers and all kinds of positions oh my oh my <laughs> that's that a theater joke that i like yeah, that. well, that's what you uh, did. so you should check it out still waiting for guffman it's available on itunes and so. anywhere you find podcasts yes i think probably well somewhere it's, it's relatively new they're only on their second episode it's so. on itunes it's on itunes <laughs> there you go. saying there that you go. it's on itunes check it out there uh and thank you again for listening and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind this has been still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy and i'm taylor smurl i am a teenager and, and i was, was two. Two. You gotta be the rock doctor for me. You gotta be the rock doctor. Come on, come on. Rock I'll doc. pay you. I'll pay you to be the rock doctor. I'll pay you in foam swords. i love it oh good stuff every time uh well i hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to but anyway why not listen to another podcast too it's called the flop house and on our podcast uh we have recently watched a movie often a bad movie and we review it on our podcast but mainly talk about other stuff and i don't know hang out it's all about hanging out, feeling like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning writer for The Daily Show, Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands, and Elliot Kalin, former Emmy-winning head writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book, All right, Dog. that's enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on. Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.